Pepper for Your Steak is an adult podcast for those age 25 years and older. Scientists and doctors tell me that's the age your frontal cortex is finally fully formed. Whatever that means. Supposedly, this is the age that your brain is finished cooking. I'm not recommending anything in here. I certainly don't accuse anybody of anything. This is not any medical information. This is all a work of fiction, fantasy, and entertainment. Enjoy. So what's it like? It's... There's this person. This whole other person. You're wrapped up in them. They're wrapped up in you. You... For a little... For a little while, you're more than just you. You... Well, I don't know. I'm not a bleeding poet. No, you're really not. What did I get for it? An arrow, six inches from my heart. There'll be arrows for all of us soon, I imagine. There will. They've already done the worst thing to me they could ever do. See, we live in both a very fragile and precious experiment in democracy, and we live in an empire that is experiencing profound decline. The reptilian agenda... Okay, well, let's talk about the reptiles. So you're saying the reptilians are luring humans to, like, Hawaii, to vacate, to vacation spots? The news is there to scare white people. I've said this for years. To live this life, you can't live the life everyone else lives. You're not going to be partying on the weekends. You're going to be performing on the weekends. You're not going to be watching the... Uh, game on a Thursday night because you'll be in a club. You have to have that mindset that you don't belong, you don't go to the rhythm of the rest of the world. Pepper for your steak. Please enjoy this song by Stevie Nicks. Not a paid promotion. I'm just an aggregator of ideas and experience. Go out and buy this song. It has changed my life. And go out and take your shoes off while you listen to this podcast and be in the womb of the wilderness. Put your bare feet on the ground and be grateful that you are a child of our Mother Nature. Pepper for your steak.
Maverick Matthews, Pepper for Your Steak. You know, I haven't done this in a while. I haven't done a heartfelt chat. And it's so funny, you know, I started this out, this podcast, as a compendium, an encyclopedia, an expression of my heart. And then you start running, you start feeling fancy, start doing things and it gets away from you and it seemed like it seems like that might be the natural curve of things the natural progression Stevie Nicks is kind of sacred to me now because my my son was born to a Stevie Nicks album it's just like the movies you know, my wife went into labor, and it was intense. And we had a birthing suite at Cedar sinai in Los Angeles, as fancy as it gets, the best you can ask for. We tried to set it up. You know, everybody thinks that making a creation is going to be some kind of lullaby, but it's not. Children come into this world screaming and crying and in, in chaos. Everything that is born is born into chaos. And I don't mean to diminish the beauty of what happened. I mean, it's uncontrollable. It's not something you can control. It's like a fire. And a fire is the best metaphor. Because even though you think it's under control, it's still burning. And somewhere along the line, while my son was being born, they decided that, you know, it wasn't going to happen naturally. They hook all these electrodes, these electric sensors, up to a woman nowadays, and they can tell just how much stress the baby's under. And at a certain point, it became obvious that, for whatever reason, biologically or physiologically, he wasn't going to be able to just come out. And so we opted for an emergency C-section. And that's what had to happen. So in all reality, if we didn't have modern medicine, it's very possible that my wife and my son would have both died. It's very likely, actually. Perhaps that extra impetus of need would have allowed her to force it But it doesn't change the fact that when he did come out, when he was removed from her belly, <laughs> so to speak, by cesarean section, he was blue. And he got whisked away by the neonatal care unit. Thank God we had one of those in the hospital. If we had been pretentious and egotistical enough to try a home birth, to say we know better than Mother Nature, he wouldn't have made it. Or at the very least, he wouldn't have been the same. I'm not disparaging people who choose to do water births or all that other fancy shit. It is just my opinion that those are all expressions of the ego. And if you truly want what's best for your child, you're going to have everyone you can standing by. If it takes hundreds of people waiting there, saying, what can we do? How can we help? Then you should have them. And I am not a proponent 
of the Western medical system. I'm against the jab. I'm against medical intervention in general. I'm kind of a Christian scientist when it comes to this stuff, even though I'm not a Christian. I don't believe you get to name the sacred divine power and say, we know what it is. That's foolishness. But when my son came into this world, my wife was rushed into surgery, and I was sitting in a gown and a mask and a hat and all the bullshit. Perhaps necessary, perhaps not. I was sitting in the hallway. And the doctor came out and said, do you have a preference for the music? And I almost got angry. I almost got angry because I wanted to say, who fucking cares? Is this a car we're working on? Is this mechanical behavior? Are you that much on autopilot that you can be so cocky as to play music while you're cutting my lover open? Nevertheless, this is where we are. And this is where we were in 2019. In January. And I was terrified. And I can't remember, honestly, if my wife was the one who chose the music or if I, if I was, but we chose Stevie Nicks. And I was in a birthing suite, a surgery birthing suite for a cesarean section. And I looked over the curtain. I was there when they lifted him out. I saw her entrails. And I saw the chaos that it was. Even though they feel like they have it down to a quote-unquote science. Do not be fooled. My partner almost died from an overdose of anesthesia because the anesthesiologist kept saying, can you feel this? Can you feel this? And what he didn't articulate was, you're always going to feel pressure. It's the stabbing pain that you're not supposed to feel, the poking pain. And she kept saying, yeah, I can feel that. I can feel that. And so he kept upping the dose and upping the dose. And she had a bad reaction afterwards. started to convulse. First it was shimmers in her limbs and it moved towards her core. And I knew because I had a pretty big background in medicine that if those shivers made it to her heart, it could put her into cardiac arrest. And nobody else seemed to be paying attention. And I had to fucking call for doctors repeatedly and say, look, y'all need to do something immediately. Because she's starting to convulse uncontrollably. Don't ever believe that medical intervention is guaranteed. I knew at every moment what we were experiencing was a miracle. I knew at every moment everything could go wrong. Because I am a historian. 
And I know that historically, things have gone more wrong than they haven't. Especially when you open someone's body. Don't let anyone ever tell you that medical intervention is routine. It is just like making art. There are those who practice and practice and practice and still sometimes on the stage a guitar string breaks, an amp fries, a mic shorts out. No one can stop it. I remember being horrified when they whisked him out of the room. They didn't put my son right into my arms. He was blue. They immediately took him out. And you hear horror stories about them bringing back a different baby. I don't have room to indulge ideas like that because I love this man, my son, whoever he is. And I can see myself in him. And so I know that he's mine. I'm not putting forth the proposition of anything. I'm expressing a kind of gratitude that we got lucky and that he was okay. But I will never forget hearing Stevie Nicks and watching them go through the motions, the nurses, the doctors, the bloody swabs, the trays, the scalpels, the machines. Our biology is now fused with technology and it saved my son's life. So I have a, a habit of railing against what it is that we have created. And yet, somehow, I am still grateful. And I have a hard time reconciling and understanding what that means. And so should you. You shouldn't just accept what's happening to all of us. The fact that everyone's face is down in a screen everywhere you go. That people are allowing themselves to be injected with things that they don't even know what they're made of. They don't even know what's happening to their own bodies. And people who administer them pretend like they do, but they don't know either. Something is happening to us. And so the purpose of this podcast was not for me to lament nostalgic or melancholy. It was simply to be grateful. Because Stevie Nicks came across my path organically again. And I'm going to end this podcast with a song from a modern band. A more current expression of the same feeling. It is clear, and it will become immediately clear to you, 
that they were heavily influenced by this woman. It's a guy singing, but he has the same vibrato, same tremolo, same pacing, syncopation, all of it. It's all the same expression that she pioneered. And we need new songs in this genre. It's almost as if people get to continue to create like Stevie created. And they get to write the songs they never got to hear from her. And so I'm not against what this new band did. I'm grateful. I'm grateful to hear the new expression. It's my 43rd birthday this week. I don't feel 43. A lot of me feels 19. My body may be aging. My skin may be changing. My perspective certainly is not the same. I carry with me the weight of so much experience, so much knowledge. So much wisdom, so much compassion, so much love. And yet, I don't know what tomorrow will bring. This journey on the podcast has become so much more than I ever thought it would be. I got to have another amazing conversation with Sam Tripoli yesterday for his podcast Zero, which is coming out this week. You can find it on Rockfin. I'm so grateful to have mentors like Sam who continue to sit down with me and explore what this reality means. I'm so grateful to have people who give me their attention, who listen, who pay attention. The biggest gift you can give anyone is your attention. And this week, I got to spend time with my son the first time in seven months. I'm not going to get into the backstory. I'm not going to air my dirty laundry no matter how badly I want to. But I do feel compelled to express the nature of the emotions and the station that I've been going through because I know there are people going through stations equally as difficult. And I'm here to tell you that no matter how painful it gets, the witnessing and the experiencing of that challenge has a meaning. It has a purpose. And that purpose is to force you to grow. Our growth, for whatever reason, as human monkeys, only exists through pain. Anyone can grow when it's fun. Anyone can have sex. Of course sex is easy. Anybody can have a relationship that's beautiful and laughter, love and smiles and caresses. Anybody can do that. But it should be obvious to you that not just anyone can endure the deep challenges of this life. I myself 
have come close to succumbing to my own challenges, but I refuse. It's a psychological concept called anchoring. Stevie Nicks happened musically at the same time one of the most pivotal experiences in my life happened. And so that song is forever anchored. You can consciously anchor moments in your life. This is actionable. You can put yourself in an ecstatic state and make sure that right song is playing and then every time that song plays, it will allow you to access that incredible, high-resonating state. I encourage you to do this consciously. The reason music is so powerful, our world is made up of vibrations. Even the scientists will agree with this. Every atom is vibrating. Music is an expression of that vibration. I barely understand what it is, and I've been a musician for 25 or 30 years. If my mom is to if my mother was to be believed, I played I played green sleeves on a Casio keyboard when I was 5, following the little lights and yet understanding the rhythm. Music is intrinsic to all of us. Figure out what moves you. If it isn't Stevie Nicks, it doesn't matter. I can say this for sure, though. It is not screaming. It is not horrific heavy metal. Those are tricks. Because they don't make you feel beautiful. They don't increase the beauty in the world. They increase the suffering and the pain. And there's already plenty of that. You don't need to add more. Everyone has been in that station in life. I've been in that station when I fell for the heavy stuff, the dark stuff, the evil stuff. You know why people hear that? Is because they want to know other people are in pain. It resonates with people because they want to feel like other people are in pain and it validates their own pain. But you're not using music to get yourself out of the pain. You're supposed to use music as a catalyst for change, for beauty, to move from the negative to the positive. And even if something sparks in you a nostalgic, painful, melancholy feeling, if you can feel in your heart that it is beautiful, then you know you're creating beauty. So divest yourself of mumble rap, of materialist expression, of bullshit, of things that don't make you feel good, of things which echo in pain because they are not creating beauty in this world. We have a choice to make. And the choice is hard. Happiness is a choice. You have to choose it. If it feels cheesy, that means you've become numb to what is beautiful. What a horrific station to be in. And yet, I myself have been there. Sometimes you don't want to hear what's beautiful because you're so far away from it, you can't even begin to connect with it. 
and that's okay. In that station, perhaps you need silence. Perhaps you need just the written word, words on a page. So that the great divine force can again seduce you into believing that love actually does heal. And this isn't trite mumbo-jumbo. This isn't word salad. This isn't bullshit. We are being taught to divest ourselves of emotion. Because bowing down to the masters and paying your fucking pittance and fucking paying homage doesn't involve love. That is not the true way. Sitting in a cubicle for your entire life is not the true way. Better to be homeless. Trust me, I've been it. I've been homeless. I gave up everything for my passion. I lived on the streets so that I could follow my true passion. It doesn't mean I won't be put there again. I'm being challenged financially in a greater way than I've ever been challenged. But it doesn't matter. I've fallen in love with thrift stores again to clothe myself. I've fallen in love with simple pleasures like building a fire in the evenings. A little tiny campfire wherever I happen to be. Just to look at the embers and know that that glow exists within me and no amount of millions, no amount of Ferraris, or zeros in my bank account will ever replace the love that I have for my son. I didn't know where I was going to go with this monologue. I didn't even know what this expression tonight would mean. But as the attention on my podcast continues to grow, and for that I am grateful, I pledge to continue to make a more conscious effort towards what is true and right and beautiful. There are plenty of podcasts out there analyzing politics. Ah, join us this week. We're going to blah, 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 blah. If you have to have an advertisement for what you're doing, what you're doing is garbage. No one has to advertise love. No one has to advertise making love. Deep, beautiful, intimate sex. Sex is the easiest thing to be perverted because it's always automatically incredible. And so you can slip the creepy in and say, yeah, look, that's part of it, the creepy shit. Pay close attention to why you're making love. Because it is a sacred act, just like music is a sacred act. And when we get away from the sacred act, it just becomes an expression of the ego, an expression of the acknowledgement of the I am. 
And while it is important to acknowledge that you are, if you need to tell someone your gender, if you need to tell someone who you are, if you need to tell someone anything, I would put forth the proposition that the greatest art requires no explanation. Be the greatest art. Be something which requires no explanation. Be something that people look upon and say, thank you for letting me be in your presence because you bring me happiness and joy and inspiration. You are a hero for me. That is my wish, my dream for my son. So thank you for being here. Thank you for considering these words, no matter how dramatic or obtuse or how juxtaposed they may seem to your own reality. I am not trying to create just another podcast. I do not want to be famous. But in order to make my contribution something which can pay my bills, which can put food on the table, I have to learn what that marriage means, the marriage between business and art. It is the most difficult thing you can do as a human being, just as equally difficult is the relationship between a man and a woman or lovers of any kind. Consenting adults, let us just say. The relationship between everything is equally difficult if you really are paying attention to, to what it requires. I felt compelled to come in here and talk about it. So thank you. Go find that Stevie Nicks song. These are not paid promotions. These are, I am, I am an aggregator of ideas and information. Thank you for indulging them. Go to maverickmatthews.com if you want to support the podcast. I'm about to release a coffee table book, which is a collection of paintings I made during my divorce, which is ongoing and very painful. I became obsessed with the idea of the campfire as an expression of hope. And so I put a collection of the paintings I made during that period into a coffee table book. And it's expensive. It's, it's pricey to print things at high quality. Everything costs money these days. But if you have a little extra cash and you're looking for inspiration, I offer it to you. And it comes with a recommended playlist, a recommended setting, a recommended meal, little notes that I've put in, just like opening a vinyl album in the 70s. It's an experience that I've created to offer to people. 
to offer to you. But more importantly than spending money on anything that I do, thank you for your attention. That's the most incredible thing you can give me. And I'm grateful. So I hope to seed more ideas into the garden of your mind. Because the world is seeding so many ideas in mine, and I am so grateful. So check out this closing music. Thank you for being here. There's more coming soon. And know that I'm striving in this journey for beauty. I'm grateful to be here on my birthday. Maverick Matthews, Pepper for Your Steak. This little snippet of closing music comes from the band Night Moves from the album Can You Really Find Me? The song is called Mexico. I put it in here because it's obvious when I stumbled across this how deeply influenced by Stevie Nicks this band was. Take a listen. Not a paid promotion. Go find this song. It is worth your dollar twenty-nine. Maverick Matthews, pepper for your steak.